We got the runaway, a kid drummer, an old man. Let's just play it. A cover band singer. They say you're gonna be a rock star. What do you think? Holy shit. I had managed the Scorpions, Bon Jovi, Skid Row, Kiss, but I had never been through what Motley Crue put me through. <laughs> <laughs> Motley Crue, here are we! Recording now. Okay, welcome, welcome back to a, another episode of Can I Pod in Madness? Very special episode. A special episode because today we are on the sofa um, and we're going to be watching The Dirt. We're normally upstairs um, in your office. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be on the sofa watching The Dirt. Um, and we're watching The Dirt because it's a good film and it's a good book and Molly Crew are a good band. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, fun. let's start it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I need to put it on mute, don't I? You don't yeah, because otherwise we'll get told off, probably. Spoiler, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix film. Um, so you don't have Netflix. Tough shit, you can't watch it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, can't even get on DVD. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we watched this sort of in preparation the other day. Um, we've watched it a lot, but we watched it again um, the other day, and we're, we're watching it now with the sound off, so you're not going to hear anything in the background. We're not lying about it. We're watching it, but the sound's off because um, we don't want to get told off for um, any copyright infringements. Um, so, I'd, obviously, it, we will be talking about it, so there'll be spoilers. So, if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it and don't want any spoilers, don't listen to this. Yeah, but, I mean, we're watching it because we really like it. And, yeah, this is a hearty recommendation. We're not going to be shitting on this movie. No. Because we read the book and we were sort of anticipating this coming out for a long time. A long we? time. So I, I bought uh, Rolling Stone magazine, uh, oh God, I don't know, back in the 90s or something, maybe early 2000s, maybe, probably early 2000s, actually. Now think about it. Um, early 2000s, and it had Motley Crue on the um, cover, and it had a, a few paragraphs from, from the dirt. So it must have been early 2000s. Anyway, um, and uh, I really liked those few paragraphs so I thought I'm gonna buy that book and bought it and like read it in like I don't know probably about a week which is really fast for me reading. Um do you remember what the excerpt was? What anything about it? I think it was something Tommy and Pamela related because obviously they were trying to play to the widest audience. I mean at the moment on screen uh Tommy Lee is oh for want of a better word licking out a girl on a chair at a party in front of everyone. Um, and this is vividly described in the book, isn't it? Vividly described. Um, as Because she, she oh, I don't know how much I can say. I feel like we're going to go really X-rated. She, she's obviously enjoying herself. Um, and so since the Dirt 
came out the book, um, they've been sort of talking about there should be a, f- a film made, or I think they said a series at one point or something. But that's been going on and on and on. So I think I think we've been waiting. Actually, well, well, let's look. When did the Dirt book come out? When did it come out? I feel like twenty years ago. Oh, geez, hold on. Um, the Dirt book. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Fill in the blanks while I have a look. Okay, uh, 2001. Okay. Oh, my God. Like, when I said the 90s, I thought, no way, it can't be the 90s. That's why I went early 2000s. But 2001 is practically, practically the 90s. The 90s oh, my yeah. God. Right, okay. So were, so, you into, were you aware of Motley Crue before? Yes. Were you into them? Yes. Which is why I brought Rolling Stone with them on. Right, right, right. And it had that in it. Um, but how did you get into Motley Crue? Do you remember? Uh, no, don't remember. Good story. Well, I'll have heard something by them, and it's um, Motley Crue, so I will have liked what they sounded like. Um, and then anything else you hear sounds good. Um so yeah, since since two thousand and one ish, I'll bet two thousand and two ish maybe, we've been sort of waiting for um this film to come out. So And I think we were surprised how good it was because it could have gone either way. Yeah, it could have been um it could have been awful. And like when um it first they first started talking about it and they were saying like it's actually been made and they were saying Machine Gun Kelly's gonna be in it. There was loads of people complaining because he's obviously not a sort of quote unquote. Uh, well, I don't want to say rock star, but you know what I mean. He he's like um, sort of a different genre, and there was people complaining, saying, "Oh my god, why are they getting him?" Um, and I was kind of like worried, thinking, "Oh no, someone's going to ruin it." But he is like the best person in this. Yeah. I would say, yeah, he's like completely inhabited that role and he's yeah. just he's just exactly he must have watched so many videos of tommy lee he is so tommy lee in this and it's he's so good in it and i've watched stuff with him since then as you know machine gun kelly and colson baker um and he seems like a very lovely guy <laughs> so i'm a big machine gun kelly slash colson baker fan um not musically funnily enough just personality wise yeah, we Anyways. don't listen to modern music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're old. You know. We're not allowed to listen to um, that by law. But, um, I mean, all the actors in this are really good. Yeah. Um, I still can't get into my head that McMars is that sausage gift guy. <laughs> you know, like, that's weird. Like, you don't get the sausage gift guy from anything he does in this as McMars. So that's... A good thing. I don't even know what that sausage is. It's from thing Game is. of Thrones, I think. Right. And I don't, well, why is he shaking a sausage? I don't know. Uh, well, I thought you might know. I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, why? I, he's in Game of Thrones, and I know that's him, so I'm imagining that's from Game of Thrones. I think it is because it's that kind of, it well, looks, medi- so, it's it looks medieval. like, so not black and white, does it? But it looks like that kind of dull yeah. Yeah. look, the game. We've, I think we're, with those handful of people who've never watched Game of Thrones, um, meh, meh. I get, I mean, he was he's like the, the most famous person in this, I guess, isn't he, as an actor? Because like none of the other guys, I think the guy that plays Nikki Six, 
played Boy George in a like a BBC yeah, he did. drama. Why don't I remember his name? <gasps> I know his name. Who? Him? Yes. Douglas something. Ah. Keep talking well. Well, I'll tell you a bit of trivia about this scene. He's yeah. wearing the same T-shirt that Phil Oakey is wearing in the Together in Electric Dreams video, and it's uh, Judge Dredd. Actually, it's Judge Death. It's the Dark Judges from 2000 AD. And I'm not sure that... Douglas Booth. There you Jeez. go. Come on. And obviously, um, Pete Davidson is in this... Um, but we didn't know Pete Davidson before we watched this, did we? We'd never seen him in anything. Um, no. Um, but I think since this, and we, we really like John Mulaney, and uh, John Mulaney's good friends with Pete Davidson. So if you see, you, you know, there's videos of them two together. And um, we've watched a lot of Pete Davidson stand-ups since then, and they're all very funny. So go and watch them because there's some very funny things about Jaws and um, other things, <laughs> um, like stuff that you you end up. It's one of those ones where you end up quoting them a lot, and we well we do. And we watched King of Staten Island, didn't we? That was good. Yes, yes, and we yeah we paid money for that. <laughs> yeah. We watched the other stuff for free, like we freeloaders that we don't are. Pay but, to watch um, not, I mean, it's on Netflix and YouTube and stuff. But mind you, we're watching, we're paying for Netflix. But we, we, we did pay for King of Staten Island. So anyway, so back to the film. It's split up into the beginning bits about Nicky Six and his um, upbringing. And then it goes to Tommy Lee. And it's on the Tommy Lee bit now. And um, and Tommy Lee's dad is one one of the dads from Stranger Things, isn't he? It's, that's where I know him from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's, it's hard to sort of watch it without the uh, sound on. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, do watch it. Um, I feel like we're drawing to a close and it's only 10 minutes in. But um, Well, people, I think a lot of people sort of slagged it off, I think because they don't like Motley Crue and they don't think Motley Crue should have a movie about them. But, it's it, you know, they didn't do it on the cheap. All the, all the period details are really good and, like, all the – say all the main actors they're really proper into it and they really inhabit the roles it's not just like some shitty made for tv and the thing. Th yeah the thing about machine gun kelly is he's um i think he's very talented anyway with mu musical instruments um and i don't know whether he learned drums for this but you can tell that he's obviously spent a lot of time learning drums like because we are both drummers and you can tell that he is not just one of these guys like in um you know the background of something on top of the pops who's just sort of knocking stuff away knocking stuff away what am i talking about banging stuff pretending to play the drums but isn't really you can tell that he really is good and um even his drum twirling skills are awesome but he does the tommy lee thing of bringing his arm around his head yeah. before we hit like the kind of showboating stuff yeah he's um He's really good in this. I don't know. It ma it just makes being in a band seem really fun, even though there's like really bad stuff in it and there's trauma and stuff. It just it, it just makes it look like a laugh, you know. Whereas the book, I think, 
you get a bit more of a you know feel of you're wading through the depths of human depravity don't you yeah well i mean the book is um interesting as well because like we were talking about when we watched it the other day that his drum twirling his drumstick twirling skills are upsettingly good yeah we can't well i can't I, do no, it I you can do it better than me but i can't no not like can't that do it like him. not like that and he just does it like if i could do nothing else even if i could never play the drums again but i could twirl them like that i think i'd be i'd be quite happy i mean they they have got nikki six looking at tommy lee twirling his drumsticks like he's never seen it before whereas i think every drummer does it but yeah but you know they're getting across aren't they they're getting across you know why he would want to be in a band with him yeah but um yes yeah, so the book was obviously written well it came out in 2001 so probably finished writing a few years before that but so when the book finishes it ends obviously um in like a funny place for them because they're not sort of back to being motley crew at the end of it um you know after sort of taking a break or whatever um so it's nice to sort of know that it's they're touring now together and um obviously with the exception of mcmars now but that's only obviously happened in the last year yeah i'm um, surprised he carried on as long as he did because yeah. wasn't that book the first anyone knew that he had that disease don't know probably but he's called old in this, and he's what's, what do you say? Well, yeah, we looked up. He was he's thirty when he joins the band, and obviously that would have seemed completely ancient to everyone yeah. else in the band. But obviously to us, that's he's a young whippersnapper. Oh, to be thirty again? Yeah, God. Um, <laughs> cut cut this bit out. As yeah, no, well, now, yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> Just keep the interesting bits in. And just keep have the, a lean five minutes. Just keep the interesting bits in. Yeah, we thought uh, we we will of course mostly be looking at our uh, collection of Metal Hammer and Kerrang from the period, but uh, yeah, we thought we would break it up every now and again by uh, you know looking at a film or looking at a TV show, things that are definitely in that world, and and obviously this is. I mean, yeah, I don't know how highly regarded it is, but I think it's just such a good depiction of the scene and it's such a good sort of depiction of the band as they are. That, And I'm surprised there haven't been more because this, I think this came out the same year as Bohemian Rhapsody, which obviously as well did really well. And I thought, oh, we're going to get millions of these. But apart from the Elton John film, there hasn't been any. And I, I, I was just expecting an avalanche of rock biogs. Yeah, but featuring who? What bands? Well, I thought there'd definitely be an Aerosmith one because mm. everyone in America loves Aerosmith does, and yeah. they've got a story, haven't they? I mean, Kiss maybe, you know, you would think Gene Simmons would be, yeah. you know, think seeing dollar signs and thinking we can definitely do this no matter how much he might want to keep some of the stuff about Kiss you know, behind closed doors. It's like there's money to be made. That is weird, you know? yeah, because Nailsmith and the Kiss one would be really good. Yeah, and they'd obviously do well. I mean, they talked about a Led Zeppelin one for a long time, but I don't know if that is going to happen anytime soon. There's never been 
there's been lots of Beatles movies, but there's never been an official one, so they've never been able to use Head the songs. Is a Beatles? Was it? Is it? That's the monkeys. Is it monkeys? Oh, well, right. well, I mean that's different because obviously the Beatles made Hard Day's Night and Help, but that was uh, not really the, the that was just what they were doing as a band, you know. But there's never been the story told where they were allowed to use the music, you know. And there was a David Bowie music, uh, movie recently, but they weren't allowed to use the music, so people thought it was a bit shit. And there was. There's been a Jimi Hendrix one where they weren't allowed to use the music. I suppose the Elvis film. Well, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about that. That is only recent. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably watch the Elvis movie at some point. We should watch the Elvis movie. And obviously there was The Doors in the 90s. But, yeah, I was just thinking in the wake of, especially Bohemian Rhapsody, you would just get a, a ton of these movies. But... Uh, no, obviously it happened just before COVID, so maybe loads of loads of movies got sort of yeah. shelved at the time. So you you had an issue with the casting, didn't you? What do you mean? Well, you said. Oh, okay. No, well, you're going to make me sound mean now. The the guy who plays Vince Neil, nothing like he's good at it. He's really good. But Vince Neil in his in his heyday, <laughs> um, also now, but in his heyday, um, was exceptionally pretty. I think we can all agree that he was Brett Michaels level of pretty, wasn't he? He was, you know, a very, very, very pretty man. I still sort of visually get those two mixed up a bit, you know, the as in their young. Yeah, but the, the you know the the guy in the dirt playing Vince Neil at this time just isn't for me quite as um i I think because the others are so sort of spot on that it's just a bit like well nicky six is way prettier in this than he is in real life isn't he whoa 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 uh, whoa that is harsh and unfair i mean douglas booth is you know, he's a good-looking guy, isn't he? <laughs> Let's face it. But yeah, so in in this, Nikki Six is like a lot. Oh, I don't want to be mean. There's nothing wrong no, with the guy no, playing Vince wrong Neil. It's just that anyone in this but... Vince Neil has a very, very sort of particular look and in that's, that time, and that's isn't part he? of his character as well. His character in this and in real life is that he just fucked half the population of LA. Yeah, and I, but I'm sure um, that guy—he is called <laughs> uh, Daniel Weber. But if let's look at Vince Neil, Vince Neil, in like eighties, nineteen eighties um, images, because like he's just you know full lips, chiselled look. He he looks like a. You, you know, you've all seen him. Well, if you listen to us, you know what he looks like. A so lot of these to... guys, it's hard to tell exactly what they look like because they've got giant hair and they've got tons of makeup on and they've got weird clothes and stuff. Yeah, but that's what you're alluding to. 
that um, well, you pointed it out no but in private because you're making me sound like a bitch because you're making me sound like i'm saying he's ugly i'm no, not saying no, that no, no. I i'm just not saying think... that at all he's a lovely looking guy and i'm sure he's a lovely looking man in real life and i'm sure he's a lovely human i've got nothing against him but just for me because vince neil is so ridiculously um looks like that in the 80s that it just for me, didn't quite match why I was expecting someone to look in playing him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and when you've got that guy playing Nikki Six, it unbalances it. Slightly. Yeah, because he's damn fine, <laughs> you know. Um, like whereas, yeah, if, but I mean, he he probably wouldn't be a good. He's a good Nikki Six, isn't he? He's a really yeah. good. So it's hard yeah. to. You can't say he would have been a better Vince Neil because I don't think he would have been. No. Um. But, um, yeah, in terms of what he's actually like, in terms of an actor and um, the story, he's, like, they're all spot on. Um, the weird thing about The Dirt is that um, Pamela Anderson is not featured at all. Um, it's like she doesn't exist, weirdly. Obviously, that's probably better because well, they I'm sure she doesn't want to be included in this. They don't get to that point, do they? In the timeline, um, I don't know. Right at the end, right? Yeah, right at the end. But I mean, it would have made the film another half. An no, hour yeah, longer, and it's you know, this is a film about Motley Crue. It's not about. I mean, obviously, there oh. is Pam and Tommy on, which is on Disney Plus here. I think it's on Stars. Yeah, America. I I enjoyed Pam and Tommy, but then we watched um, <laughs> Pam Anderson's. Um, was it a film? Or or the was documentary, it like a documentary on okay. Netflix. Yeah. I think it's called Love, Pamela. And I didn't realise that she didn't know anything about Pam and Tommy. And so that, since watching, I really liked it watching it. Um, but since watching it, I felt guilty about watching it. because Retrospectively, it makes you feel a bit bad. Yeah, because it? she didn't know anything about it. And I, I assumed, like I always assumed that um, if you're going to make a film about someone and use their you know their likeness their name their story you would at least let them know but apparently that didn't happen so but the thing with that I, is, I don't i wouldn't watch it again now she, knowing that but she comes out of that better than anyone else she does but it's she, very sympathetic towards her it's just they but i feel like my allegiance is to her and had i have known that she didn't know anything about it and that she wasn't happy about it and her kids weren't happy about it i don't know whether i would have watched it but I watched it not knowing I, I, that. And I then, think you would have done. Shut up, man. <laughs> um, but that's good. I mean, that's like a companion piece to this, really, isn't it? Because it's like nothing in that is covered here, even though lo all of that is covered in the book, isn't it? Because Tommy Lee writes about their sex tape and yeah. stuff. Which we've not watched ever, <laughs> never. <laughs> Um, when when me, never, we met, you made me watch that. I was not. Why? Why? We've never watched it. We've but, never watched it. You know, we've never watched it. It's a moment we've in never time, watched isn't it? it? It was. It was in the zeitgeist. We've never watched it. I don't know. I I assume I know what it's about because of what's been said. Never watched it. Definitely don't quote bits <laughs> from it to each other. Um, don't know it well. Um. Definitely wasn't watched a few times. I'm, I don't know. I don't even know what it's about. But you, were, I'm assuming it's a sex tape. Given the whole hype about it, is a sex tape. I'm you were always a big fan of 
Pamela Anderson. I was always a big fan of Pamela Anderson. I remember once I had um, a lots of pictures up in my room of Pamela Anderson because she was in. I mean, any gentleman or ladies sexist um, listening who may have been around in the early two thousands, she was in a very she was in GQ and you probably would have got it. Um, and uh, they're, they're just good folks. She's, she looks good, obviously, like she looks good. But so I'd put, I'd cut out these photos. I'd bought GQ with her in it and out these photos and put them around my mirror. And um, I remember my mum saying once when she was, when she was selling the house, she's showing people around. <laughs> and um, she showed them my room and it had all these pictures. And they said something about it being her, some like teenage son's room. And then, she was like, she didn't think before, and she was like, no, no, it's my daughter. And um, they were like, uh, oh. <laughs> then, I think there's just like a bit of an awkward silence, and I always think about that and just think how funny that, that is. But you didn't fancy her, or did you? No, I just think she looks good. She just looks good. <clears throat> You're the really only, per- only woman I ever met who liked her because... Obviously, in the 90s, she was, you know, hot shit. And, like, every girl you'd ever meet would be like, oh, she's an idiot, she's gross, she's, you know, you'd, you'd hear that kind of thing. Yeah, never, never didn't like her. What's not to like? Did George play watch? Um, occasionally. Um I always actually think about Baywatch, weirdly, because there was one episode where, um, obviously it was the 80s, different time, but um, so some, a lifeguard pulled someone to shore and I think gave them mouth-to-mouth and it turned out that the person they were giving mouth-to-mouth with had AIDS. And so then there was this big thing of, oh my God, have we got AIDS now we're giving them mouth-to-mouth. And um, so then, like, there was this whole conversation about AIDS throughout it. And what I remember is that this lifeguard created like this, he sort of carved a bit out of the, um, I don't know what you call it, that that big red thing that they carry in the back, the big plastic thing that keeps the them float, afloat. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, so he carved a bit out of that that would hold like a, a mouth sort of protector thing so that in any situation there would always be that that you could then take out of that quickly, put some over someone's mouth and give them mouth to mouth safely or, or you know, the same as without it because we know you can't get AIDS from that. I'm not saying that obviously, but that's that was the storyline. Um, but like I always think about that because there's no, they're obviously hollow, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But so how would you carve out? And it was just, and I always think about this. Unless it was like they carved. Irene. No, well, I don't, I don't know. And if they pos- then I can stop thinking about it. I thought they were plastic. 25, 30 years later, because I genuinely still think about it this day well i should we should watch that episode um so he carves out this little square and i remember the time thinking eh aren't they hollow in which case you've got about what five millimeters of plastic and then it would be unless like he carved it out and he put some sort of like inner thing and then that but it was yeah i bet you're, there's you're, like baywatch fan forums that like really maybe get into this. but maybe i've misremembered it and i've um done that thing where you weirdly sort of create something but um so in answer to your question did watch baywatch 
and have not stopped thinking about that one minor <laughs> detail um, for the last 30 years because that's what I do. Did you ever watch Baywatch Nights? It was nights. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe, but not, nothing religiously. Um, no. Uh, I think had barbed wire on video, didn't I? I can't remember. Oh, did you? I think so. And honestly, I think, I mean, not sound like a perv, but I think I only watched the beginning bit where she does that sort of pole dance routine and then didn't watch the rest. Like, and I just doesn't got she got bored do, after aren't that. Aren't they playing? Word, Word up, up, my gun. Yeah. Word up, yeah. <laughs> so I think Scottish I, rocker's gun. I um, just watched the first five minutes where she does that and then... So I am sorry, Pamela, for uh, not respecting your art, but I did just watch the um, that bit. Um, But yeah, back to the dirt. I can't remember. Oh, well, obviously, Pamela Anderson. That's how we got into that subject. But... There's a lot. There's a bit at the moment where Machine Gun Kelly slash Colson Baker is um, posing like next to a big sort of hot dog, and there's the actual photo of Tommy Lee. I mean, the, the, all these photos are in the book as well. Um, pose it, and it's like he gets it spot on. It's just it's proper funny. Um, you know that video of them where they're sort of riding around on motorbikes, talking to the camera. And then, like, Vince Neil's in, like, a... Hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Driving around. Is that a thing we watched at some point? Yeah, because that's on um, Rock Family Trees or um, Top Ten Stadium Rock or whichever that is. But haven't is. we watched the whole thing? Didn't you have the whole thing on on know. video? Or am I just imagining that? Don't know. Um, Pete Davidson's just come into it, and he is very funny. Yeah, he plays it like a 12-year-old, doesn't he? He's like Pete Davidson is so good like it it'd be it's so easy to kind of dismiss him as a um and I'd, I'd, as just a you know sort of a goofy sort of stoner guy but um there's so many boobs in this so if you, if you like sort of boobs sort of if you like boobs go and like watch i mean i i'm you know um i realize i've used the word boobs but it felt a bit crude to use the word tits at that point so i went <laughs> boobs but it feels um i don't know pick your word if you like those um um you get a few men men asses in it but it's, it's it's mainly boobs you get lots of boobs um <laughs> obviously like uh when we went to see motley crew obviously tommy lee had his titty cam uh, <laughs> i mean i'm not a prude but oh god come on was that Every tour, or was that just that tour? I don't know. I don't know. I think as soon as cameras were available to sort of shoot into the crowd like that, I think that would have been the first thing. I remember when we first met, mm. you had a video of Motley Crue live, and it was Tommy Lee wasn't in the band. It was the girl, It was yeah. the girl from Hall. Yeah. And I remember sitting and watching that with you. Yeah. But when we saw them, it was the original lineup, yes. wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, I know what I've been meaning to ask you, right? They're playing, at the, they're touring at the moment, aren't they? Yes. Didn't, like, maybe five years ago, they sign something to say that they would never play 
live again? Didn't they promise, yeah, this is definitely our last show? I think so. And they signed but in something. A, it's probably in the same way that Kiss's final, final, Kiss, final, final, keep, final. They keep having final tours, don't they? I think we've we've mentioned before, but if you um, haven't seen Kiss Live, go and see Kiss Live. You will not be disappointed. Um, even if you're not fans of Kiss, like why would you not be? But even if you weren't, I I would find it hard to believe that you didn't have a good time. It's uh, it's something to see, isn't it? It's like you know to see a classic Kiss live show. It's and it's Kiss, isn't it? Come on. Um. But yes, in the in the film at the moment, they're in. Would you call it an apartment flat? Yeah. In in obviously in England they call it a flat, but Daily Roth's um briefly in it for one moment. Um it'd be good if Daily Roth was in it a bit more. Although he'd it they do have Aussie, Aussie in it, but um The Aussie scene is great, even though he sort of drifts towards an Australian accent. <laughs> the guy that plays Aussie like looks exactly like him and he He's, you know, I think for an American to do a British accent, particularly a Brummy accent, is going to, always going to be tricky. But he's he's mostly really, really good. Yeah. And that's the classic scene from the book that everyone remembers with him. Snorting ants. Snorting ants. <laughs> Licking piss. Licking piss. Doing all the things that a good rock star would do. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's what you want. I mean, in this, McMahon says, I fucking hate Kiss just now, and I refuse to believe that's true. Yeah, but McMahon hates everything in this. Um, yeah. True. I, I remember in the book, one of the... F- I really need to read the book again, because it's been, like, 20 years. But one of the re- the things I remember is him saying, oh, I think I auditioned for Poison or one of those other shit bands that ruined the 80s. <laughs> I can't imagine McMars in Poison. Although maybe I could, actually. No, they were all pretty boys. Mean? What are you saying about McMars? McMars, I don't think he ever positioned himself as a pretty boy, did he? Mm. No. So they're one at uh, the beginning of their big, I guess, world tour in this bit of the film. and. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I think it, this gave me a new appreciation for their early work because it, that really scuzzy, punky, you know, it's really raw, isn't it? Although we do always laugh at On With The Show, don't we? Yeah, On With The Show, if you listen to it, is is really funny. I mean, it, I, I'd say it's – oh, I think we're about to see more boobs. Yeah. Um, it's it sounds like there you go. Um, have a drinking game every time you see a boob, and then so obviously if you see There's both of shots. them, yeah, you have two shots. Um, but yeah, so on with the show is um, well, just not well recorded or compared <laughs> to you know most things you would expect. Uh, as in. Um, the quality of the recording, like the literal quality of the recording, not the song or anything about it. It sounds real. It sounds, you know. 
It sounds exactly like uh, there's a point now where they're about to go on and Tommy Lee's just thrown up and then he just starts drinking again. <laughs> and that only shows exactly what I want them to sound like in this. I don't want them to sound, uh, especially that time, all polished and, you know, pristine because the Marley fucking crew, as they say. I, yeah, I do have, we're Marley fucking crew in my head a lot. <clears throat> I'm going to pause this now. We had a little break there to refill. Um, I wonder what, can you turn it up in like a little bit? Do you think we can have a little bit of sound in the background? Because I don't think you're, you guys are you okay. You might hear that. You know, I think you're going to hear that, aren't you? Okay. But um, yeah, so sort of back back to the back to the film. Hopefully back to you can't hear um, this in the background. Do you know what? The first time I ever heard Motley Crue, I think it was smoking in the boys' room. Yeah. So I always thought. They're sort of a silly band because that's a silly song, isn't it? That's yeah. a silly video. I didn't know that they were like, you know, dangerous or whatever, you know. Dangerous. Oh, they're dangerous. Well, they're the world's most dangerous band, according to the book. Um, I mean, they're dangerous to themselves. Yeah, they were definitely people dangerous to them. themselves. The, all these stage bits are like, they've, like, it's more, take two drinks. Um, <laughs> We should. We just saw some more dates. Bo- boob check. Um, it's a good job I'm not the jealous type, isn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, it's good. Honestly, it's a good job this film didn't come out like ten years earlier because my maturity level in in terms of what I get jealous about and what I don't get jealous about is significantly improved. I was um, a little bit of a nightmare, wasn't I? Um, but never mind. But um, what was I saying? No, the, all the so all the stage bits, so when you see him on stage, it's easy to sort of um, overlook the amount of work it must have taken for them to get that looking exactly how you see it when you're yeah. watching um, actual Motley Crue um, live on stage because all their movements, everything about it, um, is like spot on, and it'd be it'd be easy to get that sort of half right, but sort of a more of a well, we're just on stage. What does it matter as long as you know the singer's singing, the bass player's got a bass, blah 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 blah. But they've obviously made a lot of effort to get everything. And the uh, pe- the right. period detail, as far as I can tell, is just bang on. You don't see anything in this thing. Well, that's a bit too nineties, or no. Apart from when they're in the nineties, well, and they have super nineties look about him. The but I, I, got his undercut. I really like um, when when Nicky Six has got those uh, sort of slightly different haircut, and he's got like those big glasses on. I, I, he's got the soul patch. Yeah, I, I actually really like that look on them all. Um, I think it looks good. But and so uh, in the film, Ozzy's just come in, and he's got money sticking out of his ass. Um, and I can only imagine the utter hell it would have been if you'd turn up at a <laughs> motel or uh, wherever they are and you've just come for a nice little break and Motley Crue and Ozzy are there. Like, <laughs> absolute worst situation. Like, it's bad enough, isn't it, if you go on holiday and there's, a like, a dick or, like, one of those families that you think, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, you see them on the plane and then they're there at your hotel and they're the loud ones. Although I sometimes think, our family's the loud ones when we go out, but you know they're the those ones. It'd be that's bad enough, isn't it? But 
for it to be Motley Crue, like actual Motley Crue in their heyday and Ozzy in his heyday. heyday um, I, um, yeah, I can only imagine it wouldn't be a very relaxing holiday because it's, it's lots of um, lols looking back on it and us having the privilege of watching it back um, on Netflix in the comfort <laughs> of our own home. But imagine if you were there. Um, it'd be interesting. So, what's your favourite Motley Crue song? Mm. And and like, do you think of the albums as distinct, or do you just no, see no, it no. all as this is all Motley Crue, and I like certain songs? Um, yeah, all Motley Crue, and I like certain songs. I really like it on with the show because of what we were saying. Yeah, and like Live Wire, and I like the Dirt, the song The Dirt. Um, which obviously was a new song for this film. Um, and I was really, I think, again, it's like you, you, you're sort of waiting for this film and you're, so, you, you're really looking forward to it and really like worried that it's just not going to live up to everything that you've built up to in your head and it really did live up to everything. And then they also released this, The Dirt, The Song, and that is a really good song. And even, like, I'm sure there's people who don't like it because it's got Machine Gun Kelly doing um, his bit in it. But I really like um, that bit in it. I just, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, they didn't play that bit on the radio when, uh, well, no, Planet, he Planet says, Rock I used to listen to and they didn't, they didn't play yeah, that Yeah, Machine bit. Gun Kelly has nice big tits in, um, in the song. Um, but there's... As the film shows, there's lots of them in the you can't narrative. Cut, you can't cut tits out of the Motley Crue story because then it wouldn't be... There wouldn't be much else left. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be honest, would it? So at the moment, they're showing the um, sort of recreation of the Looks at Kill video. And it's... I mean, at the end, they show a couple of... Um, like one of the girls sort of side by side with the actual video. But all of their... Um, Everything that they're doing is um, exact to the, to the actual video. So it's just the amount of effort that's gone into yeah. it is, like I say, it's not half-assed. It could have easily just been a, sort of a bit of an embarrassing sort of pastiche on what you'd expect. Um, well, there were, there were some articles when it came out that oh, people are unhappy because of the way women are treated in this film. And I just thought it was hilarious to imagine that there could, in some universe, there's a version of this film where they depict them all as feminists and really nice. But and... also, it's stuff like that is I get what people are saying, and I get that it's important to sort of say that. And the world is a different place now, and expectations are different and stuff. But I think it's also important to remember that a lot of these girls would have been very happy to have sex with Motley Crue at the time, and they're not they wouldn't have felt themselves being taken advantage of. If I was the right age at that time, I would have happily done that and I wouldn't have felt taken advantage of and I wouldn't be looking back on it thinking, oh, that was a shame that time. I'd be dining out on that story for the rest of my life. So I think um, it's like Limmy says that um, he, he sort of always grew up thinking sex was something that men did to women and a friend once pointed out that it's it's not that. Obviously, in you know, in the best case scenario, it's not that. It's two people doing it together. Take two drinks. 
And, and no, to, uh, no, Ross way James, more Ross than two James drinks right now. Um, mud wrestling. Oh, no, but she hasn't got hers out. Yeah, but the other she two. She can't did. see him. Oh, okay. Well, just t- just take lots of drinks. Yeah, there's one. There's one there. There's one. Um, but yeah. So all I'm saying is that you know, just because they're having sex with girls in this, it doesn't mean the girls have been taken advantage. Well, of. I think you know the point they're making is there's some, you know, physical abuse and. Oh right. Well, the Tommy Lee bits in yeah. it because it's it's only Tommy Lee and. That that's alluded to in this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Razzle from Hanoi Rocks has just appeared. Um, he's got a very funny um, um, uh, British accent, I'm assuming. I mean, he is British in, in real life. America. I mean, I've never he heard British, any it's... Londoner. I'm assuming he's meant to be from London. I don't Kinda know where like Razzle that. was from. Um, but uh, yeah, well, this this guy I think is an American. But. Um, well, should we have a look at where Razzle originated from? Razzle. Nicholas Razzle Dingley. <laughs> is that his name? Uh, two drinks. Uh, <laughs> is that two more? Or if you two if more. it's the same ones. No, they're um, different. Okay. Um, English. That narrows it down. Um, Leamington Spa, Warwickshire. Oh right, okay. What's that accent like? Leamington Spa. That sounds posh. Is it posh? <sighs> I, yeah, I don't know the accent. God, he was only twenty-four when he died. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler: If you haven't watched it, um, Razzle dies in this from Hanoi Rocks because um, his death is related to Motley Crue. Um. Yeah, twenty-four. Wow, that's sad. Um, we'll we'll skip over the the depressing, sad bits yeah, in this because I mean, there they, are it's a real life story, and with real life comes tragedy. They and, could have glossed over that, but you know, I mean, it's there in the book, isn't it? Yeah, but there are other bits that we're gonna sort of not dwell on yeah. because it's you know inappropriate, but um. Yeah, so um, in this, Tommy Lee is sort of portrayed as a, I mean, with, without the obvious exceptions, a bit of a romantic and um, sort of just puppy dog when it comes to love. And um, I just, I don't think you could have got a better Tommy Lee than Colson Baker. Let's call him Colson Baker because he's going by that in this. How, but, so how do you feel about... Um... Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan's um, really good in Pam and Tommy, but I think he's probably just a bit too sort of. I'm not going. I'm going to accidentally insult everyone here, but but not like I think he's a bit too mature. Whereas Carlson Baker's got the right kind of, you yeah. know, Tommy Lee, crazy, yeah, he's just like a fucking Labrador, Labrador, yeah. yeah, yeah, like energy of just. This, this, this. Now I'm excited about this, and it's all exciting. Everything's exciting. Um, so hopefully you can't hear the, the saying the c word on, um, which is my favourite word, but are, it's also. Are we going to ban that word from this podcast? Uh, well, it offends some people, doesn't it? I, yeah, I'm, Americans do not like that word. 
Yeah, true. And um, I we, think we it, love it. I I say it a lot. Can't get enough. And at work, there's only one person who doesn't like it. So out of everyone I work with, um, one person I, is. Uh, I haven't said that to anyone I work with. That's because you're not as cool as me. People, people in my work know that it's my favourite word. Um, it's just a word. It's just four letters. It's literally four letters. Tis um, me language. Tis me language. Um, yeah. So, um, I think Sebastian Stan. He is really good, but he's a bit too recognisable from other roles, and he's physically not like Tommy Lee. And we watched mm. it after we watched this. So once you've seen Machine Gun Kelly yeah. playing the role, he's so, he's so physically similar and he's so, got the mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's weird that they, I mean, who knows, well, but they could have cast Machine Gun Kelly in that, couldn't they? I mean, they pe people done. were saying Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are right there. Well, uh, not together anymore no. as of this podcast, unfortunately. But no, I, when, I remember when I sort of heard he was going to be in it and heard, you know, the bitching and sort of was thinking, oh, no. But then I saw a clip of <clears throat> um, Carlson Baker and he was climbing up some, um, one of those big billboards in America, but like climbing up it and then just got to the top and just sat on it. And he was so like ridiculous and stupid. And I thought, no, this guy, this will be fine. This is fine because this is... <laughs> exactly what i would expect sort of tommy lee to do and it was sort of foolish and um nonsense followed nonsense um but yeah i wish i p wish pete davidson was in this more um yeah do you think it would have been better as like a mini series no no because we wouldn't watch a mini series over no i mean we do watch some superstore but um <laughs> Well, that's a series. That's not a mini series. I I would rather it was a film if I had a choice. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, just old fashioned. Fair enough. Didn't get series like that when we were younger, did we? No. Um. So coming up to the bit where Razzle um dies, uh, which is obviously you know. It's not a laugh riot, so maybe we'll talk about something else over the top. Yeah. I remember watching when we watched Top Ten Stadium Rock in my house that I lived in at the time. My flatmate. I hope you lived in your house at the time. My the, my housemate. We were both like, "What is that song? That song sounds amazing." That they start playing when the Motley Crue bit started, and it took it obviously took us a while. You didn't have Shazam in those days. To work out that it was Doctor Feel Good, and right. we were like, "That's a fucking brilliant song." And I and I must have heard it back in the day, but obviously not since then. And I think that is it's just such a brilliantly made record. I think you put Doctor Feel Good on my. Uh, you made me when we first started going out, and you made me a CD, a mixed CD. I think you put Doctor Feel Good on there. Yeah, I did. And is that patronising? Because wouldn't you have already known that? Not patronising. Well, when you make someone a mixtape, you're not you're making a mixtape of songs that you just like or and or associate with that person, or you think that person will like. Yeah, whatever. but I, so that's not no, that's not 
patronising. No, like the way I would do it was. Oh, this is all a load of music that I think that's that's worse. No, no, what you're no, about no. to say is no, worse. No, no, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Oh my god, are we going to have a domestic? <laughs> yeah, apologies, listeners. Oh. Um, I I wouldn't think it would be a good Law thing par. to put a song on that you've already got. You know, because what's I, the point? Well, of I that? don't know the timelines, and I don't know whether I would have had Doctor Feelgood at that point. Oh, right. So maybe not. Maybe not. But downloaded off Napster. Um, all right, don't tell Metallica. <laughs> Come at you. Yeah, there weren't any Metallic on it, though, was there? You c- of course not. You go to Metallica prison or whatever they did to that guy. What, that guy? Who was it? What guy? Lars Ulrich? No. Uh, didn't they sue a guy? Was it the guy of Napster? Oh, I Metallic don't know. Metallica had a big thing with Napster. They, they, they sued Metallic. They took them to court, yeah. No, Metallica took them to court. They didn't take Metallica yeah, to no, court. Yeah, no, that's what I said. You didn't. You just said, listen back, this is recorded. You just said they took Metallica to court. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I meant to say they took Spotify to court. But didn't they sue some of their fans as well? Mm. Oh, yes, God. so that's shut a, your mouth. Otherwise, we're going to have up on the list. I like Metallica. Don't sue me, please. Um, yeah, so, um, no, I don't think it's patronising to give someone a, um, CD, uh, it was modern, it was a CD, uh, with songs that they made. It was have. all the rage back then, CDs. It was so hot right now. And you'd put, um, Otto from The Simpsons. I did, yeah. And... It had Unskinny Bop on it. It did. It had, um, what else did it have on it? Probably Little Angels. Probably oh, yeah, it had Little Angels. Too Much Too Young. I think it had Too Much Too Young and Boneyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, they God, would... they, them songs really remind me of our early relationship. Yeah. That's instantly, I'm what... back to senior at weekends, doing the Walk of Shame on Sunday to... Whichever park was near you. <laughs> was I Like It Hot by Wolfsbane on there? No. Oh, do you know what was on there? Born to Raise Hell by Motorhead, Ice-T and Whitfield yeah. Crane. Yeah. I wonder what, there was like at least probably 12 songs, wasn't there? I mean, it is still... Well, I still own it, The obviously. CD is upstairs, yeah. We should um, take a picture of it and put it on the Instagram. We should. And you can a... make your, your own little playlist from it. Um... Make it for your wife or girlfriend. Or make it for your girlfriend and she might turn into your wife like it happened here. Do, do you think your partner would enjoy hearing Dr. Feelgood by Motley Crue? Uh, who wouldn't? Um, do you get a drink for a girl's arse? Uh, no, just tits, but you do we see are one in a minute. staring. You see one. You've paid a lot of it. Okay, you've paid a lot of attention to that. <laughs> you. Um, because I don't even Did remember Did you not that. know that there was... Bosoms in this. I was more. You were more focusing, focusing on the, 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 the heroine, the heroine. The, you're meant to be looking at Nikki Six, um, who is discovering heroin. Um, I really can't say heroin. I. It's one of those words. Even when I slowed it down, heroin. Heroin. Heroin is. It comes out as heroin. 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 It's hard to say it. You say it. No, Heroin. He- okay, fine, whatever. 
It's easy I mean, this for, is a thrilling lesson, it's easy, isn't it? It's easy, if, for, for, it's easy for some subscribers. people. I'm just, I want to be relatable. And like, there are some words that um, I can't say, and heroin is one of them. Um, but luckily enough, you don't have to say it that often. Call it yeah. H. Or do you um, think people think you mean H from Steps? They might do, and I'm obsessed with H from Steps, but um, you know, don't want to get those two mixed up. I mean, we don't have to go for the whole two two hours, twenty minutes, or however long this is. It that long? It's the film? It is. It is long. Where are we now in it? Okay, we're oh, 57 God. minutes in. We've got another 50 minutes to go. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about this film? It's good. Watch it. I would say, yeah, it's... Even if you don't like Motley Crue's music, don't let that stop you. Because, I mean, honestly, the music's barely like not in it that much. It's not a, like a um, sort of an excuse to have um, a bit of dialogue and then a whole one of their songs and then a bit of dialogue and a whole one of their songs. It's it's all about the um, story and the cast and the um, everything else. So When it first came out, I recommended it to two of my co-workers, neither of whom liked Motley Crue or had even heard of them. Neither of them liked metal and they were both really into it. They both said it was brilliant. Really? Yeah. I didn't... The only thing I've recommended at work is Dog in Tales. <laughs> so, um, and weirdly, like that's that's been a hit. So, <laughs> if you if you haven't um, if you live in England and you haven't um, heard of Dog in Tales, it was a <laughs> documentary that came out. I'm so sorry. We like oh, we're going to talk about the dirt. Nine hours later, I'm just talking about the Dog in Tales. But um, it's a documentary. I can't remember what channel. Something. It was on Channel Four. Right, um, about dogging in England, um, but it's you know whatever glamorous perception you have of dogging, um, <laughs> it brings you back down to earth with a cold hard a bang, bang. Um, and it shows you the sort of the gritty realism that is dogging in England. Um, but it's so funny, and we still like. We quote it to this day, and that's not that's not something to be proud of. But that is, I'm not going to hide it. But we we do. It changed I, us. I told people at work because I started saying stuff like, you know, that's what dogging is, uh, which is a quote from it. Um, and uh, so there's been uh, about at least four people who've watched it, um, and. People now use the term dogging a lot more in the um, in in uh, in the in the conversation. Should I say that <laughs> in a comical way, not in an actual talking about it way? Um, but yeah, so that's the, I should maybe recommend better things. Is what I'm trying to say is I should not recommend stuff like dogging tales well, and recommend stuff like the dirt. Which don't is a, judge, you know. No, just just was, say, watch it, make up your own mind. There was a director of that documentary, and that director did a good job yeah. in because he made it interesting. He, sexist, they made it interesting um, with what could be a quite grimy, unattractive um, 
subject. I mean, it is pretty grimy and unattractive, isn't it? It's pretty grimy. But watch it if you can. Um, It might be on uh, all four. Or more, more. What, what is the four? Something. Oh, I don't know. It's on the channel up. four streaming service. Probably that keeps changing its name. Super cool, rad, um, <laughs> totally awesome. Channel four or summer. So, is there any other really grimy documentaries um, you want to recommend? No, I think that's it. Um, so, watch the dirt. Watch Dog and Tales. Um, but yeah, no. If, so. If, Definitely watch the dirt. I hope we've made it clear that we think it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, why would we talk at ourselves for an hour um, if we didn't think that? Um, but it's yeah, well done to everyone who made the dirt and put so much effort. Jolly into it. good show. Yeah, because a lot of people who were waiting for this for over a decade, well over a decade. Um, weren't disappointed and it was you know at the end of the day it's like two hours of a film but you we've been waiting for like 15 years or whatever and it's worth it and you can't get better than that you can't five out of five (laughs) two thumbs up two thumbs up um uh tomato red tomato yeah big red tomato not the green splat. Um, I wonder what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes. Should we look? Yeah, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look and then wrap this up. Um, all right. Um, the dirt. Oh gosh, I can't type. The dirt. Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Any 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 guess? Um, oh hello. So what is it as a percentage? Um. Yeah. I can't see it having less than 80. Audience score, 94%. Right. Um, critic consensus. Um, the Dirt celebrates the rude debauchery that Motley Crue's fans enjoy. We do. But does so with the dispiriting lack of substance that the group's critics have long desired. Like, that's not true. It's just not true. Um <laughs> Like, yeah, you just, like, I would get that, you know, if you don't, if you think that this can, like, because it's going into Tommy, it's a really funny bit of Tommy Lee's, like, day when they're on tour. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really funny and it's really good and it's well filmed and it's and this is, really funny. It's like, there's a bit really like this in the book, isn't it, where he describes yeah. the average day. If I remember correctly, but I mean to say that lack of so it's that's just not it's not true. But all that I think all they mean is that the people who don't like this kind of lifestyle or music or don't find any of this funny or appealing or amusing or whatever, um, like if you're not going to laugh at someone getting punched in the balls, it's not for you, you know. Because, but then so so switch over, watch something else. Don't give your opinion. It's not for you. Yeah. Move on. Keep scrolling. Maybe it's... they'll make a Bell and Sebastian movie. Well, uh, it's... Uh, sh- oh, sh- <laughs> oh, it's one um, top critic has put, 
it's very regressive in its politics. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, good, good, good one. That um, even Airheads, the '94 comedy that spoofed Sunset Strip hard rock culture, had more gripping storyline, more gripping storyline than real life. No, it did. And I mean, emotion- I like Airheads, but no, it didn't. And emotional arc, and certainly more laughs than this tale of a real band helped define the scene. That's, I mean, that's horseshit because. First of all, you can't like this is real life. What they're, they're depicting in here, this is like I don't understand that. And um, emotional arc. Okay, if you were lacking that in this, then you I don't know. Like most biopics, the dirt crams so many events into its narrative as comprise the sense that these are real characters in the here and now. What? Shut up, man. Uh, yeah, I mean the. The material is pretty gratuitous. I mean, she may be talking about tits, in which case, another take another another two drinks right now. Now, um, in this scene, is this... Um, and, a, and another two. Oh, I can't remember his name. In um, the denim suit. Oh, is that Ron Jeremy? That's who I'm thinking, yeah. Everyone knows Ron Jeremy. I think it's either him or somebody it looks like Ron meant Jeremy. to look like him. Um... If you get queasy easily, definitely just watch Pete in Set It Up instead. Um, no, what Set It Up? I don't know. Why don't we know about that? The thing is, though, yeah, it's all by people who don't find this kind of stuff funny and aren't into it and aren't... Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, I think it's, there's, it's there's not something for you. else, though. I think there's some people who think, no, Motley Crue were a terrible band. I hate them. Therefore, they shouldn't have a film. And people shouldn't watch it, and we should forget about it. And it was a terrible genre, and it was a terrible time. And no, but you know, it meant it meant a lot to the people who are into it. And you know, it is a good story. I think you only need guys' ass. Um, that's um, Nikki Six's ass. You you do see it. I think you see, you must see Tommy Lee's ass in this. You see his, and you see, you don't see Mick Mars' ass. No. You um, don't see the Mars' ass. But I think the only opinion you need is that of um, people who are into Motley Crue. And then if, if if other people who watch it also like it, good. That's I'd want their opinion. But if you don't, then ah, I'm not bothered. It's like if, like, I don't know, pick someone who... I'm trying not to offend anyone. Um, let's go Bell and Sebastian, right? <laughs> Shut up. Um, so let's say Bell and Sebastian made a film. I wouldn't watch it and then go, I don't like it because it's really lame and I don't like the music and there's no story. Like, I'm, It's not made for me. I'd keep scrolling. I'd find something that was made for me like this. But I'm, I'm, I'm not... Not everything is made for everyone, and you oh need God, to accept yeah. people that. People need to. People really need to accept that. Not everything that. needs to be appealing to everyone. You know, certain things can just be made for certain people, and the dirt can be made for Motley Crue fans, and we can all enjoy that. They'll enjoy it. Everyone's happy, and but would Motley Crue want loads of critics to love the dirt? No. I don't think they would. No. I think that would go against everything 
that we've been taught during this journey. I think no matter how successful they ever were, they always sort of felt a bit like the underdog. They were always dismissed. And, you know, I think the same thing has happened to the film a bit. But yeah. Well, you put guys in, um, you know, who are good looking in high heels and makeup and big hair and you're going to get people acting a certain way to them. Um, oh, there's a bit of him shooting up into his neck right now, so that's nice. Um, yeah, if you're squeamish of needles, perhaps, <laughs> when yeah, he starts you, getting into heroin. You may not enjoy Um Look away. Um, I wouldn't want to inject into my neck, but needles themselves don't make me squeamish, but I imagine that would be triggering for some people. So the dog doesn't die, but there are needles. Um, and there's vomit. That's a triggering thing for some people, isn't it? Um, the vomit needles and... Uh, tits. Uh, tits triggering. <laughs> yeah. If you're a jealous girl, in, if you like me, when I was... In my twenties, I'm not sure I would have been very happy about you watching this. But you would have watched it still. Uh, yeah, but I'd have been like, "Shut your eyes, shut your eyes," uh, like keep them shut the entire. You did, you did used to say that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all grow up. Come on. Um, but yeah, so I don't think there's much else we can say about the film other than go and watch it. No. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll watch it again. And if we're compelled to record another podcast while watching it, yeah, we will absolutely do that. But one thing I do want to watch is Anvil, the story of Anvil. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we saw that. If you've never watched Anvil, um, obviously we'd, we'd recommend that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. But um, that is also obviously a band in the genre of um, everything that we're talking about at the moment. and. Possibly uh, Lost Boys, um, or we could watch Lost Boys tonight. I might convince uh, you to watch Lost Boys after this. Maybe we could. Who knows? Um, I think Lost Boys is absolutely. It is in, in this. The, it is. It's in the period. It's it eighty-seven, exactly right. isn't it? It's exactly right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. I like almost famous, but that's not really the right period, is it? Seventies, isn't it? Yeah. Um, maybe if we get the urge, we'll do a podcast about Almost Famous. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, song Remains the Same. Kiss Meets the Phantom. Which is Song Remains the Same? Led Zeppelin one. Is that the one we went to see the cinema? No, we went to oh. see... A, I forget what it's called, but it was a, their big live release. Um, from about 20 years ago, wasn't it? It was, yeah, easily 20 years ago. It had the stuff in from the concerts from Song Remains the Same that weren't in Song Remains the Same. Um, but you can't remember what it's called. Call yourself a Led Zeppelin. No, now. well, I mean, we've got it knocking around somewhere. I think it's just called Led Zeppelin. Oh, fun. Fun way to end that. <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> right well so if we leave you with nothing else um go and watch the dirt uh, it's on netflix everyone's got netflix and if you haven't ask your friend for their password because that's um obviously what people do netflix, netflix are fine with it they just um, they just want you to talk about them on social media yeah just 
tag Netflix, would they be okay with the same? I don't, don't know. I don't know. Don't tell them. But everyone does it. We, I mean, we don't. We pay for ours like losers because it's easier not... to pay. Yeah. Um, I'd be scared of someone changing the password and then just not being able to watch it one night and then being literally stuck for something to watch and then I'd panic. Uh, again, needles. Look away now if you're not into needles. Um, right. And obviously, obviously, if, if drugs are a trigger, I would say don't watch it because that's yeah. a... Um, so vomit, needles, drugs, and... Tits. Um, yeah, tits. I think everything else is probably as you'd expect, but... If you've got an issue with any of them, they're heavily in them. So maybe give it a swerve if you, um, if you, those are trigger points for you. But um, other than that, enjoy, and we hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Um, Let us know in the comments. We would really appreciate if you follow us on our Pod with Madness on Instagram and find us on YouTube as well. Uh, we are also on Twitter, so do follow us all over there and. Comment, like, subscribe, share, all the that jazz. Hit the notification button so you don't miss out on any uh, future posts. YouTube will let you know of any um, any post that goes live so you won't miss that. So we look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. And thank you for joining us. All we right. love you as always. This is this is Molly Fucking Crew. This is and, the Dirt Cast. Uh, Molly Fucking Crew is better, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Um, bye! More sex, more tax, more blood, more pain, more threats, more fast, torn jeans, cocaine, more pretty strippers with the big red lips, making big tips, showing up the nice big tits, ha! <laughs>